The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Storybrooke. Welcome to Storybrook Weekly Mirror, the unofficial once upon a time internet radio show exclusively on Poppy Chulo Radio. Today is Tuesday, December 1st, 2015, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Once Upon a Time. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hit ABC series as casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings. Small programming note, tonight on poppychuloradio.com we begin our year-long celebration honoring poppychuloradio.com's five-year anniversary. So please welcome my spectacular co-host. First up, all she wanted was to save her boo from the darkness. It's Katie Cat. Hi guys! Um... I have a lot of feelings about Sunday Night's episode, so it'll be interesting to talk with y'all about it. Absolutely. Next up, she wanted to meet with the crocodile where it all began. It's Ava Stark. Hey, everyone. Uh, I'm excited to talk about the episode. Next up... Upon finding out that she was betrayed by her loved one and turning her into the one thing she hated the most, she escaped with all the dream catchers. It's Ashley Michelle. Oh. Hey guys, I really hope that you guys remember to refill your Kleenex boxes for next week because I know that mine's gone. I can't Aww. wait to talk about this. <laughs> and last but not least... With the blood of someone who died and returned, she unleashed a new hell on Storybrooke. It's Pimenta. And proud of it, baby. Hello, everybody. Um, much more known uh, the last episode, so I really can't wait to talk about it. Fantastic. So let's jump into our recap of episode 510, which was titled Broken Heart, and it aired on November 29th, 2015. So here's the official synopsis of the episode. In a Camelot flashback, Hook becomes a dark one, and his lust for revenge against Rumpelstiltskin is reignited. When Emma and Hook disagree about their best course of action, the final pieces of the puzzle are revealed as events in Camelot catch up to the present, and we witness a charged confrontation between the forces of light and dark that sends our heroes on a collision course with destiny. Meanwhile, in Storybrooke, Hook's centuries-old lust for revenge against gold puts both of their fates in jeopardy, while Emma's love faces the ultimate test as she tries to convince Hook to turn away from the darkness before she, Mary Margaret, 
David, and Regina embark on a new mission as an unsuspected evil is released. Dun, 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 dun. So let's get everyone's initial reaction to the episode, and we'll start off with Katie. Okay, um, well, I don't know what I was expecting from this episode, but I kind of, I felt really weird after it ended. Like, I've never had a show, an episode in a show, leave me feeling the way that it did. I was just, like, super unsettled, and I felt like I don't want to see any GIF sets from the episode. I didn't want to rewatch the episode. I didn't want to do anything until I've seen the mid-season finale. Like, I can't really explain it. I just felt like it was very... I don't know. It just it left it left me brokenhearted, as the title suggested. Aww. My heart was broken into <laughs> shattered. It was I don't know. I don't know how to properly describe it, but yeah, it just left me feeling really strange. So we'll see what the mid-season finale brings. Oh my, Ava. I. Oh my god, I don't even know. Oh my. Um, <laughs> No, it's not a bad thing. It was it was after I watched the episode, obviously, sometimes my fangirlness kind of like blinds my judgment, but then <laughs> I have to kind of like clear my mind and see it as a bigger picture. Um I, I did like the episode. It wasn't bad. It was like basically it tied everything in. What was the purpose of the dark one and then how this other dark one was created. Um I loved seeing Rumpelstiltskin being up, being a courageous man, so that was really good. Uh, yeah, it was an okay episode. Uh, something, I guess, was expected, but unexpected? I don't know. Hmm. Intriguing. Ash? Uh, <laughs> oh. oh. You my. know, I prepared myself for this episode and I went on Tumblr and I really like spoiled it as much as I could so that I would not be surprised. And then I forgot everything and watched the episode as if I didn't know what was happening. And I, I was really, I knew it was going to be bad, but I really didn't expect it to be as bad as it was. Um, I can't wait to see how they bring this back because this show is all about hope and love and prosperity and we all know that it's going to get better but it's gonna get worse still before it gets better and it's not gonna be fun guys it's not gonna be fun <laughs> no it's not are you guys okay? no! <laughs> Ash just sucked the hope out of the yeah. show. Good grief. Gosh! Yay! You're welcome. You get to wear that crown tonight. Uh, Pimenta, what did you think? Initial reaction. Eh, well, um... The only thing I can honestly say about this episode is that I'm enjoying Dark Hook way more than what I've enjoyed Dark Swan. I don't know what else to say about it. That's all I have to say. Because that's all I can say uh, and keep 
civil about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, there you go. So, uh, now it's my turn. And I'm completely opposite of everyone here. I absolutely loved the episode. I was thoroughly entertained. It was fantastic. I loved all of the character interactions. I love how the plot is moving forward. It was fantastic to finally catch up in uh, the flashbacks of Camelot. And uh, I'm really enjoying seeing where things are headed in Storybrooke. USA. So, this will be a fascinating show for all of you listeners because uh, half of the people are crying. That doesn't mean we didn't enjoy it. Well, there you go. So, let's crying. get I'm into the recap of the episode and a sh- quick shout out to the opening uh, title card. It's something we've seen before. It's Jolly Roger in uh, side of uh, the forest. So, let's go back to the past in Camelot and we see the darkness enter Hook and uh, we see his initial interaction with the manifestation of Rumpelstiltskin. Basically, uh, this manifestation offers Hook a chance to do what he's always wanted to do, which is seek revenge on Rumpelstiltskin. But in the beginning, Hook is reluctant to take up the challenge, knowing what the manifestation is and not wanting to give into the darkness. So we have uh, the rest of the crew, Dave and Mary Margaret, Merlin, and the others, searching for Hook near the Vault of the Dark One. But they are too late, of course. Hook is no longer there. And, you know, we have a nice conversation between David and Mary Margaret where David is like, oh, you know, I keep, we were so close to wiping out the darkness. You know, why did this have to happen? And uh, Mary Margaret basically lets him know, hey, you know, we need to save the ones that we love. Uh, so, you know, that's what Emma did. And uh, we would have done something similar. And they finally gave a little call back to something that I know that has been bothering Katie since it happened. They finally actually mentioned that they share <laughs> half a heart. They, they were listening wow. to you, Katie. Amazing. They were like, Thank check, you. this is for Katie. <laughs> yes. And Merlin, being uh, the know-it-all that he is, tells them at probably the worst time, he was like, this is the darkest possible future that I saw for Emma, which is very sad. And now their fight to destroy the darkness has become a bit more difficult. So Merlin sends uh, Lancelot away to find his mother, which I think this is the first time we've ever learned who his mother is the mother his mother is the lady of the lake which is interesting because in a lot of arthurian lore the lady of the lake is nimue so i guess on once they kind of separated the character because they've never called nimue the lady of the lake so lancelot has been sent away to find his mother the lady of the lake to see if she can help them defeat the darkness we don't see lancelot again in in the episode uh, so hopefully this comes to fruition in a future episode it'd be interesting to see this lady of the lake and to see what uh, she gives lancelot and how our heroes use that to defeat whatever at the time that he returns merlin heads back to the diner while the others split up to continue their search for emma and hook so there's this conversation between hook and the darkness and uh basically saying you know if if you want to uh, go back to storybrooke because obviously gold isn't here you're gonna have to create a dark curse and hook says he would never do it because he needs emma's heart to enact the dark curse because remember it's the love of uh you know it's the heart of the one you love 
but the manifestation says that there's always a loophole. So Emma appears and she, she convinces Hook that together they can fight the darkness and that they can be together. They kiss and uh, Manny Rumple, the manifestation of Rumple, disappears. <laughs> so Emma also says that she couldn't find Excalibur that had disappeared when he vanished. Later on that night, we see uh, when Emma sort of disappears for a moment that the manifestation uh, returns and basically, you know, tells Hook, you know, you, you hear those whispers and whatnot it's because Excalibur is nearby, you know, it's calling for you. And so Hook and Emma have another confrontation. You know, this one's all about trust, you know. You know, I've always trusted you. You've never trusted me. This, that, or the other. You know, how could you do this? Do you have Excalibur? Tell me the truth. She does have Excalibur. And, uh, you know, they end up basically getting into an argument. And he vanishes, you know, because of the issue of trust. And Emma not uh, being as forthcoming with the truth for him. Thinking that he's going to want to do something nefarious with Excalibur. So later on, she summons him with uh, the Excalibur fragment, and they have a conversation basically angering him even more about the fact that she had to use Excalibur to force him to come as opposed to giving giving him a choice to uh, appear to her. And, uh, yeah, so she ends up giving Excalibur to him to show him that she trusts him and she believes in him and that they can fight the darkness together. So while all this is going on, it's revealed that Merlin is in Granny's diner making that message that we saw several episodes ago. You know, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope, that kind of thing. The voicemail, basically. Basically, the voicemail. So he's <laughs> doing the voicemail, and it is what we all assumed last time, that the Dark One in the voicemail that he's discussing is Captain Dark One, Dark Hook. So as, um, as Hook and Emma return together, you know, everyone seems excited and united, but once Hook enters Granny's and locks the door, we know that something bad's going to happen. So, Hook appears and um, basically says, you know, that he's gonna get them to return to Storybrooke, seek his revenge on gold. Merlin says that it's impossible, since the only spell that could do that is a dark curse, and uh, he'd have to crush the heart of quote-unquote, the thing they love most to enact it. Hook will never kill Emma. But then uh, we see the manifestation of Rumple, and it morphs into... Dun, 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 Granny. No, of course, it's Nim <laughs> Nimue. And uh, Nimue appears, and he says... And uh, Hook informs Merlin that, you know... The darkness. Nimue is like the original darkness. So the darkness runs through me and through all the dark ones. And so, of course, you know, I may be crushing it, but in reality, it's Nimue that's crushing it. And we have this little scene with Nimue and Merlin where she basically says, I've always loved you. I'm an evil, hardcore woman, but I still love you after all these years, even though I'm evil, but I love you. And then uh, Emma arrives, sees Nimue. She's confused. Uh, Nimue explains that when Hook crushes Merlin's heart, 
it's going to count as her crushing the heart. And Emma tries to convince Hook, stop, stop, stop. You know, you don't need revenge. You know, I am your happy ending. It is not your revenge on gold. And um, she warns Hook that if she crushes Merlin's heart, he will destroy his happy ending. But uh, Captain Dark one basically says, you know, Killian Jones, you know, fell in love with you, and, you know, he died when uh, you turned me into the Dark One, and then, bam, crushes Merlin's heart in his hand. Merlin <laughs> dies. I know. And uh, to enact the Dark Curse, he tosses it into a cauldron. We start to see the purple smoke bubbling up, and Emma tells Merlin that she's sorry, and then his body sort of dissolves. And she says, rest in peace. Unable to stop the curse, a broken Emma knocks Hook out before using a dream catcher to erase the memories of Hook to prevent him to remembering why he cast the curse and that he's a dark one. And then, um, you know, because of um, the manifestation of Rumpel sort of reminding her, hey, you're going to have to you know you're gonna need other people to not remember this and as well so emma brings in everybody else and she reinstalls the magic inhibiting cuff on zelina she removes everyone else's memories and she tosses that into the cauldron and um that sort of adds a forgetting component to the curse to keep Hook from remembering that he was ever a dark one and remembering this whole situation. So it, as that's happening, something that happened earlier, Excalibur, the fragment, was returned into the stone, which surprises Arthur and Guinevere, and then they see the purpley curse cloud approaching and Arthur states that it's the darkest of magic. We also see Merida and she sees the purple cloud. So the, the cloud engulfs all of Camelot and some of its surrounding area. Dun, 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 dun. And so now we see exactly how our cast of characters returned back to Storybrooke. And we also got to see the Dwarves and Granny's excellent adventure as well, because remember they they wanted to go because they wanted to be part of the adventure. I guess somebody forgot them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So let's discuss the flashback as a whole because, you know, we have so much to talk about just in the present day Storybrooke, so let's focus on the past. Katie, what are your thoughts on the flashback? I liked the beginnings of the flashback a lot. Um, that was kind of nice to see them up, him apparently struggling. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I really liked the scenes where Emma was trying to be reassuring to him and tell him, you know, but what about our future? You know, um, we have that waiting for us. You can't just give up on that and all of that. And, um, and then he had to go and crush Merlin's heart. And I was like, <laughs> why? You know, we can't have two hot guys in the show, so. No, it's too much. <laughs> mm. One has to die. <laughs> One has to. It was, oh, I knew it was coming, but it was so sad. And he was gone so suddenly, and ugh. No. Just no. Aww. I'm pretending he didn't die. <laughs> but it was nice to get um, kind of like a go full circle and find out basically um, 
how we got to the point in the premiere where they all ended up in Storybrooke. Um, mm-hmm. Because we're so close to, well, we're one episode away from the mid-season finale. So it was nice to kind of come full circle and see what happened there. And um, it was a nice parallel to the first season, I thought, um, when the evil, the dark curse was coming. And um, they all got swept away, you know, to Storybrooke. Um, So, you know, that was interesting. Um, But I don't know. I feel like Ashley should talk more. (laughs) <laughs> oh my <laughs> well Ash do you want to take it away what are your thoughts well I mm, I love the fact that we saw so much of Emma in the flashbacks like her voice started to come back and she really started to show her own emotions again and we saw her breaking down and realized that I can't put up my walls anymore around you that you're already seeing through them and you know me too well to Hook. And after she just takes away everyone's memories and she's on the ground with Hook and we just see her like break down in front of him even though he's unconscious. That we see Emma utterly giving herself open to somebody. I enjoyed the flashback. I thought it was very revealing and informative. I think we all sort of realized at some point that Merlin was going to die. And uh, I think we had already sort of even discussed the the idea of Merlin's heart being used to enact the new uh, dark curse. So I don't think any of that was really surprising to us. It was interesting, the whole hook reveal that he was now a dark one. That was kind of like the outlier, you know, the thing that we had no clue was coming. So it was interesting to see him be the one that Nimue uses to cast the curse. It is sad that we had to lose Merlin. Like, I don't understand how the world's most powerful sorcerer was killed so easily. That was kind of weird. The whole loophole of uh, the Dark One curse where Nimue could crush Merlin's heart was very convenient, in my opinion. It it was kind of like something that they threw in so that Hook wouldn't have to crush Emma's heart or so that they can enact a Dark Curse. So that was unfortunate. Like, I'm always a big proponent of uh, the uh, characters of color on the show because the show, for the most part, has lacked in uh, persons of color being a part of the cast. So it's always sad when we lose someone of color on the show. So it's sad that we've lost Merlin. Obviously, with this whole twist in the future of the underworld where we may or may not be seeing ghosts of people in the from the past it might be interesting to see if maybe merlin might return for a little cameo or something in the future because of that or maybe we might see some more of him in the past interacting with individuals or as part of the the history and the lore of uh, the show because i feel like there's a lot to merlin that we still don't know that uh, might be of interest uh to the general storyline of uh, Once Upon a Time. So, moving away from Merlin's death, I think Emma was on fire this episode in the flashbacks. She was, you know, she was 
careful yet uh you know trying to be nurturing and and uh she i don't know she was just you could really good and working so yeah. hard and, and pardon desperate she was a little desperate as well she was trying to make everything work yeah. and she was trying to save everybody and she was trying to do everything herself which is an interesting parallel in what she's doing in storybook we have we're not there yet but uh, it's a little put a little uh, bookmark there because it certainly comes back to bite her in present day but i sort of was feeling for her and i could understand why she was trying to do everything herself i mean it has to do a lot with her past and uh, everything that's happened to her you know pre-storybook so i don't know for me as a whole I enjoyed the flashback. It was nice to finally catch up so that the um, mid-season finale is, I'm going to assume, you know, more heavily focused on present-day Storybrooke with, of course, you know, that fantastic flashback that we're supposed to be seeing as well that uh, is probably going to change everything that we've known about everything. So, Ava, continue on. What are your thoughts on the flashbacks? The past is in the past. I have moved on, actually. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I liked it. I can't complain. It was um, good seeing Emma. I mean, obviously, you mentioned she worked alone, but you could see the desperation in her eyes, how she was trying to protect everyone. But at the same time, she knew she was risking everything, and which sort of kind of backfired on her and it was really sad seeing her and I don't know like I did like Hook a lot uh, as the, his progress as the dark one uh, because it kind of reminded me of uh, season 2 Hook uh, the Hook that I actually loved a lot uh, I always like Hook as the bad guy uh, but that's just my opinion. So it was really good seeing him uh, diving back into the darkness. But at the same time, it was sad because this guy, for two seasons, worked really hard to be a better man. And he was put back to square one, just like Rumpelstiltskin back in season four. That kind of like was heartbreaking. Uh, overall, uh, uh, the twist of Hook casting the curse, I did not see that coming. That was a really good twist. I was like, whoa, okay, this is good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> other than that, it was enjoyable watching the show, watching Emma, especially Emma, how she... Um, this is the first time I'm seeing her actually caring for someone so much. And it's uh, it shows her uh, character development, I guess, shows that she truly loves this person so are you saying she doesn't care about henry well what do you want me to say huh no oh my henry is a part <laughs> of her life so, but then there's hook <laughs> well there you go pimenta what are your thoughts on the flashbacks well um like i said i really enjoyed uh, colin's portrayal as a dark one which is practically the only thing i like from the flashback, I'm sorry guys, I mean I know I have a different opinion I think here, but I have huge issues with what this flashback told us for many reasons. First of all, because why should Merlin die? 
I didn't want Merlin to die. I mean, I, I really cannot understand how the most powerful wizard of all cannot have his heart protected already. I don't understand that. I don't understand how this happened. Um, on the other hand, there's this whole Emma and Hook situation that for me doesn't really make sense in the way that in the beginning of the season, Emma accused her family that they failed her. Uh, she warned everybody that there was a problem hitting the storybook that only a savior could solve, uh, pushing Regina into taking her place as the savior. Yet, right now, all I'm seeing is Emma practically putting everyone, everyone in her life aside to save Hook. And I'm not sure if I'm okay with that, because you... I understand how much she loves Hook, okay? I understand her need to protect this man and a future with him. But at the same time, I cannot understand how this person, how Emma, would not consider consider the fact that she's putting in major danger her son, her friends, her family, her parents, her brother. Um, I don't understand that. So, well, Captain Swan feels aside. I am cannot say that I am very happy with that flashback. I'm sorry, guys. Any other final thoughts on the flashback as a whole? Is there anything that we missed? Uh, we want Merlin! We want Merlin! Yeah. We want Merlin. <laughs> yeah. Bring Merlin back! He's powerful. He can rise from the dead, right? It happened to Maleficent. Hey! Oh, oh, yeah. oh. We'll bring Banana. in another dragon. <laughs> it's mating season. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> it could be. The dragon in the tree. Some daddy's gonna get lucky. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, once again, rest in peace, Merlin. You will be missed. You were only with us for a very short amount of time. A couple of centuries and uh, things like that. So, let's get into present day Storybrook USA. We pick up exactly where we left off uh, two episodes ago. We have Emma frozen by Squid Ink, and uh, Hook basically has come into his Dark One powers. We also have Zelina there watching in delight, and you know, as Hook embraces his new life in the darkness in front of an immobilized Emma. Emma's obviously, you know, uh, she she can't do anything. She's frozen. And Hook is pissed off at what she did to him. She He uses a dream catcher to erase Emma's memories of uh, some important information uh, in his plan as to what he's going to do. You know, because he has a plan on uh, what he's going to do in Storybrooke, USA. Zelina cuffs her with the anti-magic cuffs and uh, they skedaddle. We have Mary Margaret, David, Henry and Regina arriving to see Emma powerless. She tells them about Hook and uh, that, uh, you know, they can use the dream catchers to regain their memories. They can do that. You know, we can find out what Hook's plans are. But dun dun dun, Hook has taken all the dream catchers. Womp 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 womp. Later on at the pawn shop, 
Hook arrives and challenges Gold to a duel, a battle on the Jolly Roger, where it all began, so that he can finally get his revenge. You know, he's like, I'll take your hand for my hand, I'll take your heart for Mila's heart, I'll chop your head off or because I want to. And um, he hands over a like this little rinky-dink sword for the battle, but Gold is like, you know, I can't harm you with that, so Hook gives him Excalibur. Golden, Golden Bell fill everybody else in on uh, the showdown in the afternoon on the ship. And uh, they have a conversation about, you know, can we trust Emma? Can we uncuff her? Do we leave the cuffs on? What's going on? Henry arrives and he's like, leave her with the cuff on. You broke my heart, lady. <laughs> you, you know, you could have trusted me, but you didn't. So uh, we can't trust you. You know, are you really Emma or are you the Dark Swan? So they decide to go look through books, because that's what Belle does best, to see if they can figure out a plan uh, to stop Hook. While all this is going on, uh, you know, Regina's like, I gotta go do an errand. So we see Zelina, she heads to the hospital to find her child. Uh, we have the amazing uh, severe nurse, a.k.a. Nurse Ratchet. She's like, you know, the mayor says you can't come in. And she's like, oh, well, I don't care, poof, and uh, magically knocks her out. So she finds Regina there, and uh, Regina, they have this this really interesting conversation, you know, because it, it's all sort of like shady and, and that kind of thing, but Regina finally gets to her breaking point and is like, you know what, we need to have this insanity stop, and Zelina's like, you know, I, I would love to, but I don't know if we can. And so they whoosh, or no, they don't really whoosh, but they head on over to the Charming's apartment, because I guess that's where everybody likes to meet. Mm -hmm. And uh, Regina allows Zelina to meet with Robin and the baby. And uh, uh, basically uh, uh. they say that, you know, they will never be a family, but, you know, this is your child with Robin. So uh, we will allow you to visit with the child as long as one of us, a.k.a. Robin or Regina, is present. And um, we see Zelina having a nice bonding moment with her new baby. Which, in my opinion, I hope that they name the baby Emerald and they can nickname her Emmy. That's just my sort of two cents. and Not that they care what, I, what the baby's name should be. But I hope the baby's name is Emerald. So just putting that out into the ether. And I love the line of, of uh, once you go green, cool. you'll never go queen. <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> that was fantastic. Oh, so cool. let's pause right here. And I want to get everyone's feedback on what's happened with Hook and Emma. The uh, group's sort of distrust of Emma as well as Zelina and Regina. Ava, take it away. Give your thoughts on that so far. Their distrust of Emma, well, obviously, because uh, they tried so hard talking to her, and then she kept telling him, I guess, telling them. Uh, she wasn't lying, but wasn't telling the truth, so that's why they're like, even if she tells us anything, it's we can't trust her. Uh, which was understandable. But it was heartbreaking seeing Henry kind of like, no, leave the cuff on, because you're the dark one. I don't trust you, you haven't changed. Um, 
Yeah, I mean that. I don't know. Like, I don't want to say that it's the darkness in her, but again, the actions she took, it was Emma, just like Hook is doing. Except there's something in them uh, that's pushing him to the breaking point of where they're like, this is the right thing to do. Uh, I wish we had more scenes between Robin Hood and Z uh, Regina. How she was like, we talked this through. Um, I wish I'd Thank seen you. that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wish I'd seen that. Uh, but, well, this is one. They'll do an episode all about the custody battle in uh, Season 5B. I'm sure that'll be riveting and entertaining for both of you. That would be awesome, right? <laughs> uh, I don't think I can add anything else to it. I don't know what anyone else thinks. Well, Ash was kind of, like, wincing in the background. So, Ash, what are your <laughs> yeah. thoughts? Well, I think that Henry was completely justified in what he said. That didn't make it any less painful, but I can understand where Henry's coming from, and I, I'm i on the fence. I go back and forth. Sometimes I blame Emma, and sometimes I blame the darkness, and I, I don't think that anymore we should really just be blaming everything on the darkness that we don't like, and then everything that is justified, blame it on Emma. Mm -hmm. I, um, I see it like the darkness is like an, uh, an excuse to do a lot of the things that you wouldn't normally do. Like if your frontal cortex of your brain was severely damaged, then you would be nothing like yourself and you just do all the things that you never thought you would do. Like that's how I imagine it. Like it's still them, but they don't have the same inhibitions or, um, things holding them back anymore. So I completely agree with Henry and Emma is at fault and Emma deserved to hear that from him because she really needed to be put in her place for that. Mm-hmm. I love how Ash broke that down. Just a quick little comment. I love how the new dark ones don't have the shiny skin. Yes. I think that's fascinating because Nimue is like I don't even know what we will call She's that. She's like Zelina's cousin. Yeah. Uh, like <laughs> the opposite sparkly. of Zelina. Uh. But just as sparkly as sparkly. And Rumple, of course, is uh, all gold and green and crocodile-y. And now we have Emma with flawless skin and, and Hook with his hair parted differently. <laughs> <laughs> mm. He's so emo, I swear. Still yeah. <laughs> Pimenta, what are your thoughts on what's happened in Storybrooke so far? Okay, so the scene uh, with Henry and Emma, I applauded Henry because Emma really needed to hear that. And I'm one of those people that thought, Emma, you cannot play the I'm your mother card here because what you did was not because you were thinking about your son. And I can, like I said, I do understand Emma's actions were out of love, and I, I'm, I do not put the blame on the darkness on this because everything we saw till now, everything Emma did in Camelot was Emma. She was not fully the dark one yet, and um, so yeah, I really enjoyed the fact that Henry confronted her about it, and uh, Zelina taking the baby, not. The wisest uh, option, darlings. No. So, yeah. 
too many issues <laughs> for me. Uh, too many issues for me, I'm sorry. I disagree with that. I think it's great for Selena to have the baby, but Katie, please, I want to hear you. <laughs> me too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't mind the scene with Robin Hood, Regina, and Zelina too much. I half expected Zelina to poof away with the baby. Exactly, same. <laughs> it, it was a good thing to see that she didn't, that she kind of respected their wishes, and that's something that I didn't expect. So, um, that was interesting. I didn't mind the scene too much. I thought, you know, Regina is giving her another chance. Like, you know, people have given her thousands of chances to change, and she finally did. And she recognizes that somewhat, that, um, she is giving her another chance. You know, it's not, she's not giving her the child to have for herself, they're still going to keep the child, but um, they're allowing her to be a part of the child's life. Um, but so that's my thoughts in regard to that scene. Um, but I also really liked that scene with Henry and um, with Henry and Emma. It was so heartbreaking, but it was. It was what needed to happen. We needed to see her understand the repercussions of things that she's done. And Henry showed her that in a very painful way, but it really cut to her heart. Um, so, yeah, those were my thoughts in those scenes. Aww. Katie. <laughs> Katie always breaks so our hearts. It's just that broken Aww, heart. Katie. This episode. There you go. In more ways than one. <laughs> I'll say I enjoyed the Zelina, Robin, and Regina scene. I feel like they haven't had the chance to really talk throughout the entire season because of everything else that's been going on. And I don't know. There was something in Zelina's eyes when Regina was like, we need to stop this insanity. And you could almost see, like, in her eyes, like, yeah, but, I mean, I don't really know how to. You know, this is who I am. Like, uh, you know, I want to figure out how to stop this. So I really feel for Zelina. And I don't know what they're going to do with the character. Because there are at times... Sorry, once upon a time. But there are times when they take these tertiary characters and they bring them on as series regulars. And they don't really know what to do with them. Ruby, season two, uh, cough, Will. Cough, cough, cough. Every season that he was on... <laughs> Cough, cough. So, with uh, <laughs> well, that too, and and to an extent, even Bell. I mean, I don't think they've really figured out what they what to do with Bell. Although maybe they have, which we'll discuss a little bit later on. But I, I kind of like this with Zelina. Will we start to see somewhat of a redemption arc for her? I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with her. But it'll be interesting to see what journey they place her on, because. I think she could be a strong ally as long as uh, they really work through her issues and get her to the point to where she can actually be trusting and, uh, and trusted uh, by the other characters. And we've seen it happen with Regina. It's taken several seasons 
we've seen it happen with Hook. It took him, uh, you know, a couple seasons as well. And Rumple's starting to finally get his chance at it. We'll see if they give uh, Zelina the same chance. So let's continue on with the storyline in Storybook. And uh, we have uh, Regina asking Mary to keep an eye on Emma. What? Book appears, basically knocks our favorite archer out, and when Emma asks Hook, you know, what the plans are, he basically says, you know, I am the Dark One, you know, I am a free man, and I'm going to seek revenge, and, uh, you know, Emma, she was your distraction from my true goal, and, uh, you know, he's like, oh, I thought all the goody-goodies were going to be here, you know, researching on how to stop me, but no, it's you by yourself, and, you know, this is what happens to you because you push people away and you've got all these walls and you're an orphan and you're always an orphan and you're always going to be an orphan and orphan 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 black and um you're going to be an orphan forever and uh when emma's like you know why are you telling me this you know why are you doing this and he's like i want you to hurt like you hurt me and poof he disappears so hook's appearance Basically, it gives Emma enough time to escape, warns Gold, and uh, asks him, you know, distract Hook. You know, when you're doing the duel, distract him because I need to get the dream catchers. I need to do it. I need to do it. And this is basically when Gold is like, you're trying to do everything yourself. You know, you're not going to be able to do it. You feel like you can do it, but you need uh, people to help you. And so Emma teams up with Henry to form Operation Cobra part two and uh with henry's help they um, create a locator spell with some of the um ingredients or some of the you know the things that she uses to create the dream catchers to find the other dream catchers and when they do that it's um in uh, the clock tower but there's a protection spell dun, dun, dun. while all that's going on hook and gold uh, they're uh, you know they're fighting hook even like zaps away gold's um, limp so that you know everyone can say you know oh you lost you know you lost because of the limp or something like that so people can't say that so they're fighting everything's going on uh Gold is pushed to the ground, Um, Hook sort of uh, slices and dices him with his hook, and he's ready to deliver the final blow, when all of a sudden, bam, um, Gold uh, takes control of the fight, and, uh, you know, knocks Hook down, Gold picks up Excalibur, you know, Hook is like, oh, you know, kill me, kill me now, and Gold is like, no, I'm not going to do that, because now... I'm going to forever hold this over your head, and you'll always remember that I bested you. While this is going on, Henry, back at the clock tower, he uses a magic potion to remove Emma's cuff, and she's able to remove all the dream catchers and take them away from the clock tower. Earlier in the episode, Gold had told Belle, once... You know, this duel is over. If I survive, meet me where we got married at the well. 
you know, because we need to talk. We need to talk about everything. And so Gold meets Belle at the well. And basically she tells Gold that she needs to step back in their relationship. She spent too much time trying to mend Gold's heart. And now she wants to protect her own. You know, she understands that he is now pure of heart and all of that. But uh, she has been wronged so many times. So she needs to basically take a step back and look at their relationship as a whole so she leaves a heartbroken gold at the well em and henry distribute the dream catchers to everyone and restores all of their memories and emma realizes that uh basically gold um, overtook hook and hook lost intentionally because all that hook needed was a drop of gold's blood he needed uh, blood of someone who basically had been dead and came back to life. And uh, we see Hook, and they have the blood on the hook. And uh, we learn that that pond where our good friend Robin Hood was being uh, whisked away by the Big Boob Fury many, many episodes ago <laughs> is a portal. Fury. Shout out to the Big Boob Furies. We really have. That pond is is a portal that can be opened to the underworld. And so once Hook puts his hook that has the blood of Rumpelstiltskin into the pond, like the pond, uh, you know, it was like clear and then all of a sudden turns into like black water or something like that. Pirates of Dark Water. And we see that um, this, this little rowboat come back, but this time it's filled with a whole bunch of people in their clo their cloaks and everything, and it's all the previous Dark Ones, including Nimue. And uh, they arrive. Uh, Nimue even walks on water because she's cool like that. And um, Nimue says, you know, thank you for allowing us to, you know, get into corporeal form because we are here to destroy the light. Bam. Has anyone Welcome to Storybrooke. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Storybrooke, bitches. <laughs> so, Katie, break it down for us. What did you think of uh, what ended up happening in the episode? Um, this is where it got, like, super it just made it broke my heart um it was all in the present day where it was just like i knew that hook was going to be dark and he was going to be seeking his revenge obviously um but like when it happened it was so beyond what i thought it was going to be i knew it was gonna be bad but i didn't think it was gonna be that bad and it was just like it was really hard to watch for me and it's just, it's weird. It's very hard because we have seen him fight to be someone different and fight to push down the urges for darkness or for um, revenge and try to be a better person for Emma. And now it has, you know, it happened so fast and he's so dark all of a sudden. And the things that he said to Emma were so like, they were very hard to listen to. Um, mm -hmm. uh, they were very, very hard to listen to because some, you know, the things that he said were rooted in truth, um, but they were very. And I, I'm stealing this from somebody. I'm stealing this from Carrie. 
the Jolly Swan and Tumblr. Um, but basically what she said is that the things that he said were rooted in truth, which makes it harder, but they were amplified and twisted by the darkness, um, which makes it so hard to listen to. Just what he was saying about her being an orphan and stuff it was like, just take a knife to my heart, will you? <laughs> but it was it was so hard to hear, and it's just it's so hard to see him going from a man who has changed so much to this all of a sudden. I almost feel like I would have rather have seen his depth into the darkness, I guess you could say, his dive into the darkness, I guess you could say, um, for a few more episodes rather than seeing the struggle of Emma or whatever. Like, we could have gotten rid of one of the Merida episodes and focused on this a little bit more just so it didn't seem so dramatic and all of a sudden. Um, but then it might not have had the same shock value as it did. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It broke my heart and I really don't want to like, I really don't want to. <laughs> I'm, I am crying. <laughs> oh my I gosh. I don't want to like, I don't, I don't even know. I just, I want to wait until the mid-season finale until I, like, judge this episode or watch it again. Um, because I feel, I have theories. I don't want to, like, get into it super much. But I, I do have some theories, and I'm hoping that they're right. Um, but other than that, besides that, the other thing that I wasn't super happy with was Rumbell. <sighs> so, I know you, Ava probably wants to talk about this. Um, but all I'm gonna say is that that last scene was so, like, out of the blue to me. Like, we had that really cute scene, and somewhere, was it, somewhere in the middle of the episode, I believe, where Belle was saying, you know, you're a hero now, which I don't, you know, super agree with, but, um, and he was saying, you know, I need to become the man that you deserve, and she seemed so hopeful in all of that, and then, like, the end of the episode, she's like, yep, never mind, just kidding, um, I need to protect my heart right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay, I was not expecting that. (laughs) It was just, it's it was like a complete 180 to me and I would have, I wanted to see this after she had pushed Rumple over the town line back in season four. Was it? Yeah. Or was it? Yeah, it was four. She pushed him over the town line. And then when he came back, she kind of just like accepted him back. I really wanted her to have this talk with him then, because this is something that is a healthy thing for her to say. It's a legit thing. What she's saying is truth. But I just feel like it's misplaced at this point. I don't know. It was just confusing to me. And I feel like I know why they're doing it. But I just... You know, it's a weird way for them to, you know, do it. I don't know. So those are the, only, those are the things that kind of bothered me a little bit about the episode. But it was a super intense episode otherwise so i'm done rambling (laughs) i loved it i want to get ava's opinion on rumbell but i also want to make this statement and i want to see if ava 
will agree to this. Because I think a lot of what the Captain Swan fans are feeling right now is what the Rumble fans have been feeling for seasons. I could see um, what you said and Katie said about the relationship between Emma and Hook. I'm not really invested in that relationship, so I watch it as any general viewer or the general audience does. But to, to see what Hook was doing to Emma, the words, the word choice he was using, it was really brutal. Like, it was harsh. I get it, he's the dark one. Rumpelstiltskin was the dark one. But he never really hurt Belle the way Hook was hurting Emma. I don't know how... I, that's how I see it. Because he was literally saying, I'm going to destroy you. You basically destroyed me. Now this is what's going to happen. As opposed to like, yes, Rumpel did really, really bad things, but his intentions were never to hurt Belle. Uh, but yes, I, th I guess Captain Swan fans are going through what Rumbellers were going through. I can't really compare the two uh, relationships because obviously it's it's a bit it's different to me. It's different. Um, now back to the Rumbell sin at the well. Obviously, as a fan of these two characters, it was really, really hurtful. Um, I want them back together, because after four seasons of separation, coming back, and then dying, coma, all these weird stuff that was happening to these two characters, and then finally, he's no longer the Dark One, something that was holding him back, choosing love. This was the time for him to choose love to make it right. But it was kind of like taken away from him um, and from her. I don't know why she didn't give him the chance. There were a lot of theories that I was reading, but I just don't want to get my head into theories and be heartbroken about it. But I think, to my honest opinion, uh, it was the right thing to do. But as Katie mentioned, it should have been done a bit earlier. Like, in the episode, um, especially episode 6 of the season, uh, the way she was talking to him, reacting, it was just like as if she wanted to spend time with him and basically get back together. And then all of a sudden, in this episode, she was like, Sorry, I can't. I have to protect my own heart. Which I don't get. From what? Um, but again, this separation is healthy. These two characters are going to grow as two independent characters. Um, Rumpel, whatever actions Rumpelstiltskin will take would be for himself, not because of Belle made him or Belle asked him to do. And the same goes for Belle. This is the first time she is going to do things on her own. Uh, that will thing was completely like out of the blue. Like I wish that never happened because now it makes her character a bit more stronger. Um, I don't know. Like I want these two characters to be together. Like that's the only thing that I wish to see them together to uh, develop that relationship together because he is no longer the dark one. I mean, if they're blaming the darkness. Why is he getting blamed for something he wasn't intentionally doing? Like, 
the hat thing that was like if Emma and Hook can see the dark ones in their head obviously he was seeing them as well because they're like holy shit this magical hat can cleave you from the dagger you gotta do it so I don't know where the plot is going but I hope it's not the end of it because this was not the finale the winter finale it was we still have one more episode before jetting the whole thing so I have hopes Aww. I understand what they're doing with them. Like, if you've had your heart broken so many times, I get why she needs to take a moment to reassess everything. They didn't say they're broken up. She just said she needs some time to really heal and uh, to see what she wants to do. So, I don't know. I have hope for Rumbell. I think they're cute together, but if you really think about it, her heart has been abused uh, throughout the entire relationship. All the lies, the manipulation. Yes, he does love her, but I feel like maybe she just wants him to like prove it now that he's uh, no longer magicified, maybe. I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, Ash, your thoughts on uh, what happened? I really am proud of Belle for this scene, Ava. I um I I have said it before, um, and I didn't really go into it as much um, about how I think that their relationship was unhealthy to begin with, with him as a dark one. And I think that as the show is all about hope and this relationship I don't think is going to end no matter what anyone theorizes but I think they really need to start over and Belle really needs to take a step back and look at what happened and find a way to forgive him and move on and start a new relationship with Rumple because she's never known him like this she's only known him as the dark one and now he's not that person anymore and she needs to find a way to love him as this person instead. I like that. Look at Ash breaking shit down. Mm. Yeah, I'm not just a Captain Swanner. Oh, okay. We won't hold that against you. Okay. <laughs> but uh, the thing is with Captain Swan in this episode too, with them. Oh, it hurts to even say that. Oh, this is uh, with him lashing out at Emma. I have my own idea on why he's doing this. And I really don't think that it's him being who he really is. I think that he's doing the same thing that Emma did and playing everyone as the fool. I really think he's putting or up playing Nimue as the fool. Yeah, that's yeah. Trying to get trying to make sure that no one understands his real, real plan so that he can get Nimue on his side and make Emma against him because we all know yeah. what's happening next episode, and we all know... So Merlin was a casualty of war? Yes. No! Yeah, Ash, this is what I've been thinking, too, so... Who is this it? This is my theory. Yeah, Hillary really put it into great words, and shout out to... Clinton? God, no. Clinton, yeah. <laughs> you are fantastic, and if you ever listen to the show, just to let, just to let you know, I'm your, I'm your biggest fan. Um, Suck up. Sign <laughs> stuff for her, please. She will love you forever. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> my P.O. boxes. Uh, na, na, na. 
<laughs> she um, had a great theory about this, about how Hook is doing the same thing that Emma did, and how Emma basically convinced everyone that she was getting rid of the light, that she was doing all of this against them, and then she turned around everything, and it, she was really trying to get rid of the at rid of the darkness. She wasn't trying to snuff out the light. She was trying to save her and Hook. It wasn't ever about her trying to save just herself and condemn everyone else. And I think the same thing for Hook, that he's trying to make it easier on Emma to make that decision next episode of what she needs to do to get rid of the darkness between the two of them. And but, that makes But one has to die, though, doesn't it? But or... one of them has to kill the other. And don't you yeah. think that it's easier to kill somebody if you're angry at them and you, you've been hurt oh, by yes. them? Yes. Than if you're really in love with them? Ava's done that before. I oh. have, multiple times. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the FBI isn't listening. The police right now. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really Continue. hoping that it's a long con I really hope it is I really don't want this to turn out to be the other side of the theory where it actually is what he thinks and this is the darkness taking over and there's no actual real plan and he just wants to bring all the dark ones back and make Emma suffer because that's just really sad so I'm choosing to have faith once upon a time writers we're for coming me, it's to hope you. for you, it's faith. Beautiful. And there you go. Well, Queen of Hades, if you are listening, storybrookmirror.com does have uh, Secret Santa happening, so hook Ash up with something, please. <gasps> oh my god, I should join that! Oh, I'm gonna do that. Okay. Yay! Ash didn't even know what was happening. She's a fan of yours, Katie. <laughs> well, I think actually... Yeah, we're done with sign-ups. It's over. Sorry. Oh, too bad, Ash. <laughs> so sorry, Queen of Hades. Yep. But to try to remember Ash in a year. Okay, but it's still the holiday season. You can be, you can be nice. Still. Exactly. <laughs> Send Ash like a Funko Pop or something. Hey. <laughs> yeah. It's great. <laughs> Pimenta, what are your thoughts on what happened at the end in Storybrooke? Well, in regards to the rumble scene, I pretty much agree with everybody else. Um, I'm proud of Belle, I really am, and I'm proud of her strength and uh, how she, despite her feelings for rumble, she understands that it's time for her to think for her about herself and what's good for her. At the same time, I agree with Katie and Eva when they said that this should have happened quite a few episodes ago because um, well it could have happened in mid-season 4 when Rumpel came back and instead of her being with Will she could have told him that you know what uh, stay away from me I need time to myself to think about what you've done what you're doing and realize if, if I how I'm going to proceed from now on or they could as well have explored the this new element, this new rumple without the darkness and how he would be in a relationship with Belle and what Belle would think of him, how she would look at him now. So many possibilities that didn't happen and I think should have happened. Um, 
during 4B and probably 5A most most of all. Uh, but anyway, I I feel for the Rumble fans. My Rumble heart is also breaking, and I've had enough of separations for Rumble and Bell. They need some internal conflict, but they need to start working on it together. Um, so yeah, I'm conflicted a bit, but still, I'm proud of Bell. I'm proud of her strength. Now, when it comes to uh, Hook and his master plan, um, again, as Eva said, I'm very excited to see, to have the Hook that I loved back. So, yes, he can be vile, he can be rude, and he can hurt exactly, uh, you know, he can poke the stick exactly where it hurts. But I truly enjoyed it. And I don't know what that says of me, but I I liked seeing this side of him be back. And I, I think that in the end, Ashley is right. And uh, it will turn out to be a, an act of greater, you know, the greater good being in his mind. Him trying to protect Emma and trying to give her the easier way out of this problem that they both that she created and proved to her that she lo- he loved her no matter what. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't worry Captain Swan, my friends in the Captain Swan fandom, everything will turn out okay because every t- every, there's no there's no way that Captain Swan will end in drama, believe me when I say this. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm quite conflicted as you know, why he summoned Ninue and um, I really want to see what he's going to do with her now that she's in Storybrooke and um, ah, one thing that really did impress me though was how quickly he turned from normal hook to dark hook and how also quickly he managed to uh, control his powers. <laughs> That's a bit out of the blue but I really wanted to comment on that because in the previous episode he was a regular guy and then suddenly when he found out the truth he was a full on dark one and a powerful one apparently. <laughs> so yeah, after all this magic and all these spells and all this darkness and words, hurtful words, I really want to see what's going to happen next and who the hell will be saving Storybook now. Rumpelbumple! Yes, Rumpelbumple. Why not? Like, I enjoyed the episode. I thought the storybook section was really well done. Yeah, some of what uh, Captain Dark One said to the Dark Swan was very hurtful. I do believe, like what all of you are saying, that there is some sort of plan in motion that people don't know about. I honestly think that Hook is going to commit suicide. I think he's going to sacrifice himself. I don't think that it's that he's trying to rile Emma up to the point to where she's so pissed at him that she's going to kill him. I think he's going to sacrifice himself. And I think this is going to continue on his uh, his own redemption arc that we've been seeing. Yeah, I think somehow uh, maybe they'll figure out how to remove the darkness completely from Emma and he'll absorb it maybe and uh, that's when he'll kill himself and it will lead into the next 
arc, which we've discussed uh, a bit during the spoiler section. So overall, I thought it was a very strong episode. I'm very much looking forward to seeing what's going to happen in the mid-season finale. So while we're discussing what's going to happen, Katie, I think it's time to get a little spoilery. Yes, it is. Let's dive into some spoilers for upcoming episodes of Once Upon a Time. This is your official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You can check out our official Facebook like page by visiting facebook.com forward slash Storybook Weekly Mirror. And you can visit my site at storybookmirror.com. Um, we're posting all of the most recent spoilers that come out, and that'll especially come in handy during this ridiculously long hiatus coming up. Ugh, I'm not looking forward to it. But spoilers are great. So, we got another episode title. Um, this would be for the 14th episode. It's titled Devil's Do, and it's written by Jane Espenson. So, that ought to be a really good episode. As we always say, Jane is my favorite, my favorite, probably my favorite writer for the show currently and for the entire show, honestly. Um, <laughs> so, we got that. And then we have some casting news as well. Um, this is for the mid-season finale, so this is for next week's episode. Oliver was cast as young Killian Jones for the mid-season finale. Um, so we'll be for sure seeing him as a child, finally, which will be interesting because we really haven't seen his past. So this will be interesting to kind of get way back to the beginning of his past and where he started. So... We'll see what's happening there. So, Lana Perea was at a convention in the last few weeks. And I cannot remember what convention it was. It was in New Jersey. Yeah, okay, it was in New Jersey. Heroes and Villains? Yeah, that's Yeah. Yep, that's right. Okay, so she was at the Heroes and Villains convention this one of these past few weekends. Um... And she kind of talked about her character a lot. She didn't give away too much, but she did say that she's excited. Um, she's enjoyed being, you know, this good version of Virginia or playing that for a while. But she is excited that we, she said we will be seeing a lot of the Evil Queen in season five. So I'm guessing maybe the second half of the season we'll be seeing more of that. I don't know. I know for sure we're getting her a flashback with her in her Evil Queen days in the mid-season finale. So I can, I can confirm that we will at least be seeing her in two episodes, the Evil Queen. Yeah. Uh, the 100th and the 13th episode after that. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so she also said that the mid-season finale will be a very big hook episode, which obviously... We know we're getting flashbacks for him. Um, she said that Regina will be putting Hook up to a test and that there's a surprising connection between the two of them and the events that took place before the events of season two. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I still have absolutely no idea what was going on, but I don't even have any theories, but we shall see. We shall see. Um, so that is it for spoilers that came out the last few weeks, honestly. There really weren't that many. So let's get the ratings for this past episode. 
So, the show reached a series low, unfortunately, which is a 1.3 in the demographics. And it had 4.32 million viewers. Uh, take note that this... That shows always take a hit on Thanksgiving weekend, and especially coming off of a few weeks break for this show. Um, and But it was still the top-rated scripted drama for the night in the demographics. Everyone else got really low numbers as well. So um, hopefully they'll be bumped up in the adjusted overnight ratings. Absolutely, hopefully. So join us next time for a brand new installment of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror. Visit papichuloradio.com slash archives to download this episode and many more. Registered users will gain access to our archives of previously aired broadcasts. Please like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Mirror. You can also like Papichulo Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Radio. You can email us with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns at contact at papichuloradio.com. Co-host, can you please wish the listeners a good night? Have a good, good night, night, everyone. Good night, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for a brand new installment of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror. Good night, everyone. Mm-hmm.